0: This episode of the Blockhash podcast is sponsored by my friend Tiger at ITZTiger.Music on Instagram. He does all the audio tracks for the Blockhash podcast. He's on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Go check him out. The podcast is also sponsored by Day and Night, the ultimate revolution in vaping batteries, the double-bladed lightsaber of vaping. Why enjoy one flavor when you can enjoy two flavors at the same time? Go check them out on Instagram at day night battery. But wait, the podcast is also sponsored by Bengali, the new hip clothing brand that is about to take Medellin by storm. Quality clothing for men that fits right and that is stylish at the same time. I love it. I got tons of it. And you'll see me wearing it on the podcast. Get yours now. Go to Bengali.shop on Instagram. Lastly, be sure to sign up for the Blockchain Insider newsletter. For only $250 a month, you will get weekly updates on the crypto market, my top investment picks, and advanced analysis to help you make better informed investment decisions. You can't put a price on that. So go click on the link in the description and sign up today. Hello, everybody. It is Friday, June 25th, episode 146, and today I have Tomer Efek, CEO of Space Mesh. Space Mesh is a decentralized platform based on a novel block mesh rather than a blockchain type of structure. We talk about their use of the proof of space time concept to better understand their protocol how it works, what their goal is, and ultimately what Space Mesh is going to be used for. So with that said, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about blockchain, crypto, Space Mesh, and Tomer. Enjoy. Tomer, Tomer, right? Yep. Tamir, welcome to the Blockhash podcast. Appreciate you taking the time to be here today uh, to talk about space mesh and crypto and all kinds of cool stuff. So um, how you doing? What's up?
1: Brilliant, man. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here and these are exciting times in general. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, glad to have you on. Um, so before we you know, jump in and start talking about Space Mesh, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm curious, what's, what's your background like? How did you get into uh, you know, this industry? How did you get from where you were before to Space Mesh? Uh, just give my audience a little bit of background on like who you are.
1: Yeah, I, um, my childhood wasn't easy for me. I uh, was like a weird child a little bit, and, and I couldn't really fit in and um just starting up in life was difficult extremely difficult for me and, and then at some point i've became a venture capitalist i've become a, a part of a vc fund where uh, i've grew and became a partner in this fund and i have later left that fund to become an entrepreneur felt i need to do something with my own hands And that's been a successful endeavor for me. And when I sold my uh, company and I was contemplating what's next for me, I stumbled upon the Satoshi Nakamoto white paper, and it became clear to me that uh, this is it. This is where I want to spend the rest of my life and it touched upon two things which I felt uh, deeply passionate about which is like social justice and uh, basically technology and, and complicated code missions. Those two things are, are two passions of mine and and the, this led me to research who is um, most famous uh, mm-hmm. cryptographer out of uh, Israel that I can uh, connect with, and I've uh, I got to Tal Moran, Professor Tal Moran, which is uh, the inventor of the SpaceMesh protocol. Uh, he later added uh, Doctor Dobentov uh, from Cornell, and the four of us: Aviv Real, my partner, myself, and mm-hmm. uh, Professor Moran and Doctor Dobentov are uh the founding team of space mission.
0: Very cool. Where are you based? Where are you living right now?
1: So I'm based out of Tel Aviv, Israel, and um the team is very, very diverse. We have people from uh, you know Russia, Chile, India, uh, Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah there's there's just uh we have a very inviting work from home type of an environment in the company. You're offered to choose the coding tasks that you'll be working on and you change the people with whom you're interfacing on the code all the time. And just getting this culture like right was, was really right. the, the the very essence of, of being able to execute this properly.
0: What's it like living in Israel? Have you been there uh, most of your life, or is that relatively new place for you? Or? You
1: no, know, I'm, I'm Israeli by nature. I was born here. Um, it, yeah, it's sad, man. Just sad. I am not. Uh, I don't feel morally okay with what my government is doing, but no one is asking. Mm-hmm.
0: Is it is it tough to to deal with that? Like, do the people have a, like a problem with the government there, or is it just kind of you know just normal?
1: I can't say it's tough. It actually feels quite like a privileged place mm-hmm. on many fronts. Um, this isn't present in your day to day life very much, so for some people, it's very easy to just ignore that. But. Mm-hmm. Other people pay a lot of attention, and they protest, and they try as much as they can to resist. But there's more than half of the country that believes uh, these are terrorists, and ought to be uh, sort of, you know, dealt with in the exact way that the government is
0: yeah, I, I know tech is a really big part of Israel. I've seen a lot of great startups come out of there. Um, is, is that feel like a, a very tech-friendly place living in Israel?
1: Yeah, very much so. Um, the startup nation was this uh, ecosystem that has been built to support entrepreneurs in multiple forms. And this has become the secret of Israel's uh, success, in a sense, this uh, agile mentality of uh, building uh, loosely and not uh, needing to tie down to hierarchical structures mm-hmm. this is is uh, a bit of the what's. We innovated, most importantly, on how to build companies rather than on any particular endeavor. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So let, let's talk about Space Mesh a little bit. I'm curious, you know, what it is exactly. Um, I don't know too much about it. So tell me what, what is it and then, like, what's the goal
1: behind it? Like, what's the mission Um you guys are trying to do with Space Mesh? Yeah. Yeah, great question. Um, When we started Space Mesh, Bitcoin was uh, essentially the only game in town and Ethereum was just getting started and at the time there were many people that were thinking of proof of stake potentially as something that would uh, push blockchain further into uh, less uh, waste and more transactions per second and so on and so forth. I think um, Professor Moran was uh, wise enough to explain to me already then why this isn't a move forward but rather somewhat of a move backward from a decentralization standpoint and um, why this idea of having a scarce resource from the you know, something that is uh, spread out already in the world, in existence, and a huge market that the price will not move very easily is uh, so much more secure than anything like self-referential type loops. And and uh, But it was important to be not as uh, wasteful as Bitcoin, in the sense of uh, energy, if that energy is in fact not green, so uh, the the everything to do with uh, space mesh is an aim to uh, stay or iterate closer to the original promise that everybody will be able to mine from home. I think this is a crucial kind of part of the magic internet money vision, because when Bitcoin was like that, when everybody could mine from home with no uh, fancy gear, there was something very special, there was something very uh, early. I think Bitcoin lost that as as a part of the mining industry getting industrialized. Uh, This hindsight is what we have, uh, getting into inventing space, mesh is something that will not uh, suffer from the same sickness. And uh, in order to do that, in order to uh, not use leader election, in order to do something else, we had to separate the idea of the rewards from the idea of the security. And uh, in Bitcoin, as you know, they're tied uh, very strongly together. And in Space Mesh, if you want to part ways with this lottery, and if you want to make sure that a lot of people are being rewarded as opposed to a single winner, you need to uh, come up with a whole qualitatively different blockchain and indeed this is what space mesh has been working on over the past four years this is a combination of proof of space time Mm -hmm. with a a block mesh as opposed to a blockchain and those two combined brings about a very uh, innovative property which uh, doesn't exist right now in any of the existing blockchain which is that it guarantees to remain open for an individual miner to come in and mine and, and essentially participate. And... Uh,
0: you, you, let me touch on something real quick. You mentioned um, proof of space time. What, what, what is that exactly? Because, I mean, I've, obviously, I've heard of proof of work and proof of stake and proof of burn and, uh, you know, all these different things. But what, what's proof of space time?
1: Proof of space time refers to the idea that you will be storing some kind of cryptographic garbage on your drive for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So let's say 500 gigabytes for two weeks. So, so if you think about this as a resource, the uh, combination or the multiplication of time and an amount of storage, So this this stands as a resource and and that resource is what you are spending as opposed to work. That means that if you want to essentially earn twice the amount of the rewards, you need to have exactly twice the amount of storage. But uh, what is unique here again is the fact that like in lottery tickets, it is okay if you buy one ticket or 100 tickets or even 10,000 tickets, if you think that's a good deal. But you are not improving your chances with scale and with size, so you are bending the curve, okay? The curve remains mm-hmm. linear in the rewards, so uh, you will always get precisely your fair share. And I think that's the most you can ask for from a blockchain If you are considering to mine something, you want to know, A, that you will be paid frequently, and B, that you will be paid fairly against your contribution. And we uh, can guarantee those two like no other blockchain. Mm -hmm. And for example, if you look at Chia right now, if you uh, try to mine Chia with a small drive, the expectancy of a reward is like two years or something like that. And, yeah, I mean, so in space, it should be paid every two weeks and time. And this is dramatic of a difference, and uh, only a sort of non-competitive protocols, where the reward isn't directly tied to the fact that you are uh, Right? right, deciding on this uh, particular blog that, that this kind of improvement is available.
0: How can how can someone use Space Mesh? Like, if they wanted to apply it or use it um, today, like, would they just go to the website if they wanted to get started using it, or um,
1: is there type a platform or application? Or um, let me let me address your question with your permission, uh, slightly in a more uh, Round way, I think Space Mesh is meant for younger generation. It is meant for a more creative people, and not necessarily only the elite cognitive brain. It meant so uh, it's as easy to use as operating your, uh, you know, messenger, and uh, it doesn't require any coding skill. In fact, it's. You can go to io right now, you can download the testnet, you can try it on a Windows or on a Mac OS or on Unix. And It's uh, very intuitive. And also it doesn't require any special hardware. Okay, so your standard home PC will do. And what people uh, can do with SpaceMesh is they can, to begin with, mine it. So, all they need to do is leave their PC open and it will accumulate money for them. And doing this from Genesis early on will probably be a very beneficial endeavor. And then um, once smart contract and DAOs and other things are uh, available for us, there is a load of plans that are coming from SpaceMesh very soon One of which, which I can already share, is uh, called Mm C3. C3 is about the combination of community, creation or creative or art, and collaborative. So if you think about collaborative creation inside a community, this uh, triangle is, is, I believe, a portal to a new future. People are uh, building on NFTs, regenerative business models that are uh, not win-alone uh, type uh, stardom that you have right now, but rather win with your group and win for something that you really care about. And I believe this idea of how to utilize the artistic, the creative, uh, in order to build real-life solutions to real-life problems and, mm-hmm. and, and utilize not only Western privileged kids but also other cultures and other perspectives while going about that. Mm-hmm. This, is, uh, this is my dream and this is what I believe will be the ultimate uh, true calling, let's call it, of this uh, technology. Mm-hmm. that you will be able to codify values, culture, uh, norms, taboos, etc. As, as as part of a, an economic endeavor which uh, you know doesn't require you to be an asshole to your colleague or something along those lines and focus more on how to improve myself in the sense of making myself more easy to be, to collaborate with, right? How do I become more a uh, collaborate friendly as a human right. being, as a technology, as a product? And and that kind of mindset is just dramatically different than a zero sum kind of uh, winner takes all kind of games that they're, that, that, Been playing until now, and I'm hopeful to inspire and to. uh, But but this idea of C3 is a place that you come every cohort in six months, and you get paid a salary, like a UBI, in order to uh, identify your true calling and live with, as as an autonomous creator that is uh, self-sufficient financially, and and just by the sheer idea of non-zero-sumeness and synergetic values, were able to finance more and more and more and more uh, younger generation, this uh, privileged time at the beginning of their life, mm-hmm. and, and right? So this is, in my views, this is an exemplification of what I'm hoping other people will be on SpaceMesh, such Multicultural, multi-generational institutions, which are, uh, uh, you know, respective of all cultures and trying to, uh, uh, I don't know, undo some of the mess that rush. Right. Is. Let me ask
0: you a question. You you brought up UBI. Um, I believe you're referring to the University
1: Basic Income, correct? Correct. So, UBI is a term which is used to uh, with the idea of universal where the universe can yeah. grow from everything like every individual and uh, every living thing on the planet and it can be uh, more like uh, even at the scope of we have a thousand people and they're all being paid something every every month, every hour, every something doesn't matter and, and right, so yeah, say, I, I want to yeah, get your close, opinion close, on yeah. that because in
0: the in the West, it's a very controversial topic, uh, very split topic. Some people like it, some people don't. Um, but what do you think about universal basic income? Do you think it's something that's you know incredibly helpful for people? Um, you know, that gives them an opportunity to get into finance or that gives them a chance to get off their feet and and be able to do something given their situation in life? Or do you think it's something that Creates too much entitlement with people. Um,
1: I'm just kind of curious what your opinion is on it. I think that there is something like an orientation to be an agent of change, and something like the scarcity as as a kid, or a younger adult, mm-hmm. starting off for life if scarcity dominates your mindset, you cannot become an agent, okay? You cannot, you just have to do what uh, you have to do in order to get to the next place that you have to do, and uh, you're guided by your, what you have to do at any given point, and you end up tired at the age of 15, not where you wanted to be. And and uh, so if you change nothing about how the outer world works, but you just give people some money, then uh, the sort of leverages of the rich get richer will remain intact, and it won't uh, move the needle in any significant way. Mm-hmm. But if there will be a decentralized, permissionless economy, that can allow those with talent regardless of who they're dirty and where they're from to shine then i believe this non-scarcity uh, abundant mindset can lead to a healthier uh, more uh, equal economy and society so that's what i'm after i think uh, Uh, I do understand the right-wing kind of argument here where one can say something along the lines of let's make the game more fair constantly as opposed to after the fact, right? Mm -hmm. Give back some of what the winners got back, right? This is like the broken liberal idea of what justice is, that after the game they remain billionaires and you get some donations for being nice or something so and and that's that is a real problem but I believe that scarcity at the early phases of life isn't uh, helpful in any way to uh, what is helpful is this realization that winning together is more meaningful and more precious than winning alone and that meaning in life and fun and other things that cannot be measured in anything. They are of plenty when you are uh, trying to do something important with a group of people that share your beliefs and this is your lifestyle, this is what you do, It's working for any lawyer by like Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm gazillions. Okay, so that's right. right.
0: You, you also mentioned something earlier that I also want to touch on real quick, and that's um, Bitcoin, you know, being or not being a very green technology, not being very um, eco-friendly. Um, you touched on it briefly, but I was also curious if you had an opinion on that as well, because it's been a pretty hot topic um, over the last uh, three or four weeks. Um And i I definitely have my opinion on that but i'm curious what do you think do you think bitcoin is um really you know bad for the environment and is using too much electricity or do you think it's one of those things that's overhyped and that it's you know um it's justified because of what it
1: does um what's your opinion there is no there is no such like one-liner argument here i think Bitcoin is using energy as a scarce resource. Should that energy be 100% renewable energy, this means that Bitcoin has zero uh, negative uh, to the environment. Let's say even that on the harsh case that Bitcoin is 100% green and hard drives remain something that is creating some damage to the environment, then you can argue that Bitcoin is greener than space mesh to the environment, and that would be a valid argument. I believe that right now we're not nearly there. I think that the vast majority of the energy in Bitcoin isn't green, and I think uh, the idea that you have to work as hard as you can all the time or else you will lose is an idea that again, humbly, humbly, I perhaps we can do better. But uh, but only time and real life facts that are outside of anyone's control will really be the, the determine factors for the real damage created in the environment by any blockchain and and I just want to say that Bitcoin is amazing and it's the by far most decentralized blockchain that we have right now and I hope that space mesh and bitcoin uh, will belong to the same camp of really awesome really decentralized protocols that are um, used all over the world with no uh, pockets of, uh, you know, plutocracy kind of governance or any other really bad things. And I believe with all my heart that the space which architecture will, or, or is almost guaranteed to deliver many orders of magnitude more decentralization than we've seen with the proof-of-work type distribution. Look at the histogram, and you look at the size of your muscle, and you mm-hmm. see that the, all the tail isn't—you know—ninety-nine percent of the reward doesn't land. And if you think about it from a distribution model standpoint, then you start to see what I'm saying. Why well, I, I, there is a reasonable chance to assume that space will distribute itself across more users, and that. Uh, individual home miners that will start to mine this will continue to mine this forever because at no point will they be losing money by doing so so that's critical and and this is what we've been working so hard to achieve but but my uh to i find uh the electricity the argument here to be blown out of proportion i find that bitcoin is achieving way more than it costs and i am a big fan of bitcoin so that's where i stay i
0: i agree um you know when it comes to bitcoin i, I think the argument that's overlooked is um you know the fact that Bitcoin and mining in general—it uses a lot of um, cheap, low-cost cast-off energy that's going to be wasted regardless. It's not like it's an industry that's demanding more um, electrical infrastructure, like a mega uh, banking corporation or a mega tech corporation or manufacturing and textile industries. Um, you know, it's not demanding more energy; it's using all that cast-off energy. And, you know, compared to the whole banking system, it uses less energy than than the U.S. banking system combined. So I I think when you put it into perspective, you know, for how much energy it does use, it's probably one of the best uses of energy in the world, given the cause and given what it gives humanity and society.
1: So when people make a big deal about it, I'm like, I I don't think it's something to argue about. I think the weakness maybe if there is such a Bitcoin is is the the fact that the protocol has been progressing very very slowly from an update standpoint and mm-hmm. I am a believer in smart contracts, I am a believer in tokens, I am a believer in DAOs. And I am very much like to see those as a part of the space mesh economy. So, if if, if I may, space mesh ideally would be a base layer which is as robust as Bitcoin with a, a quite capable smart contract computer on top, which is a combination, I don't think, that is. right. Yeah,
0: I, I'm sure it can get there. I mean, Space Mash sounds like it's already doing some awesome stuff. And um, you did a really good job elaborating on that and, you know, really breaking it down and what it can do. Um, but we're almost at the point where we're going to have podcast. So before we do that, um, tell me what the, I guess the roadmap looks like for space Mesh the rest of 2021. Do you guys have any um, major updates or plans coming out or things you want to announce or um, things you want, um, you know, the people, the
1: audience followers to be aware of, to look out for? I think the action will be in the mining. At the beginning, I think that um, something like three months before Genesis, the final parameters of the hashing function will be finalized, and then you can already, before Genesis starts, to fill your drives with the mm-hmm. cryptographic garbage, so that when Genesis kicks in, you can mine from the get-go. Um, I think we'll we'll be releasing next week the 0.2. It's a major upgrade that we're releasing into the testnet, the public testnet that has like 5,000 people in it, and and it's growing like crazy. And um, there is, uh, yeah, before the end of the year, Genesis will occur, and it's wise to... uh, participate in mining it from the very early days so space much that I know and, and everything is there. You know join the you know join the smasher army and, and get your uh, get your gear ready and yeah I mean the, the, the team is very the 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 community at large is very passionate and very civic driven mm-hmm. uh, and values that driven and and i if any of those things are speaking to any of our listeners then i you are mostly welcome in our community
0: yeah, where, where's your community at? Like, do you guys have a Discord or a Slack or a Telegram or mostly on social media? Where, where should people go if they
1: want to, like, get involved and talk in the community? So when you go to Spaceless.io, one of the first things you will see is the link to our Discord. And we have a very active Discord server that is coming 24-7. Mm-hmm. And that's a great place to start and to get to know folks. We also meet regularly to see some stuff together, like lectures, the community. So, but again, being in this world is the best way to uh, be notified about the, the, the community.
0: Okay, cool, perfect. I'll be sure to put a bunch of links in the description below as well, and uh, make sure that people know how to, you know, get directed and do all of that, that. stuff. So, so, Mayor, thanks for taking the time to form a the podcast. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, you know, and then you know, expanding a bit on Space Mesh, what it is. Had a really really cool talk. I really enjoyed learning more about it and getting uh, more finer details. Um, and then obviously some cool talks about Bitcoin and mining and group of Space time and a lot of cool stuff. So
1: again, thank you. Really appreciate it. Yeah, brilliant, time. Brendan. It was fun. Very relaxing kind of conversation. I'm grateful for each time.